You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Almost Royal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Almost Royal After Show. Oh, yeah. Ah, perfect song. New York. Oh, yeah. I'm all about it. Well, Georgie and Poppy certainly were. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> I thought it was freezing there at the time. Oh, yeah. They. I mean, I guess the fashion show was probably January or February. Yeah. It's something I should know as a former E employee. Hey. But it's been a little while since I worked there, so I'm like, mm, I should know that. That's the, all I was thinking as I was watching the episode was like, when was Fashion Week? I should know this stuff. It's a pinnacle. It's on everyone's calendar, is it not? New York. Yeah, it's totally on my calendar. (laughs) I can't wait. Every year, I'm like, finally, Fashion Week's here. Dress to impress is always, David. Now, (laughs) hi guys, I'm your host, Stephanie McGrath, and welcome to another Almost Royal After Show. We are up to episode four. Yeah. And Georgie and Poppy, guess what, guys? They take on New York. And as always, I'm joined tonight by my fabulous co-host. So unfortunately, thanks to 4th of July celebrations... We'll give you that. We're, we're down, David. We are certainly down. Yeah, we're down a few. But yeah, I'm Dave Clyde. And, and yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. But we were like, we're going to rock out LA style. Because where else would you want to do 4th of July? Los Angeles. Exactly. I mean, you're not a native uh, American resident. So I'm sure it's not the biggest deal. Wasn't born here, but I am an American. You we'll still, give you that. Okay, you still, still do the barbecuing it. and all that. Got, exactly, got my American on. You know, the funny thing is, like, most of the 4th of July traditions, I'm like, I, I usually, I guess, like, barbecue chicken I like, but I usually try to eat healthy, so it's like, oh, let's have hot dogs and chips and beer. I'm like, that doesn't, I, I try to be healthy, none of that goes with that, like, any of that, but fireworks are always fun. Exactly, that is American. Now, guys, before we get straight into the episode, we're really fortunate, I've, I think we've got Chris on the line. Do we have Chris calling in? Hello, Chris? Yes, you do. Hey, Chris. Now, guys, for all you viewers out there, Chris was actually, we all noticed him from last week's episode in Texas, where you were the hotel manager, well, you are the hotel manager there in San Antonio. Is that correct? No, that's not correct. I'm just the front desk agent there. Okay. Oh, front desk agent. Okay. Now, Chris, we, David and I here are really, really curious to find out what was your experience working with both Amy and Ed, Poppy and Georgie, um, during the show? Well, the way it, it worked was it was just, you know, regular day at work. I was at the desk, and then I saw them setting up, but I didn't think anything of it because, um, you know, we always have things filmed. Like, it's, it's just no big deal. And then at that time, Georgie and Poppy hadn't arrived. It was just, um, you know, the, the crew. It wasn't a big crew. And then, like, a few minutes before, my manager, he was like, hey, do you think you'd be interested in doing this? And I was like, oh, what is it? And they told <laughs> Literally me the a few minutes beforehand. A <laughs> it's a lot of prep time. <laughs> yeah, let's huh? go. It was literally, I want to say, 10-minute prep time. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so at first, they, 
Yeah, they told me it was, you know, a real show, whatever, and just, you know, do it like a regular check-in and everything. We, um, the first segment we filmed, filmed was at the front desk, the actual check-in process. And then, like, I was, you know, I was doing it the, the correct way, and so they kept interrupting and, you know, cutting, like, okay, you can skip that part, and you can skip that part, and so, like, that took quite a while, but I found that very entertaining. And then, like, we finally went up, and I was taking them to two rooms. We were basically doing, like, a little tour. Mm-hmm. And then the first was um, a much smaller room where they would have to share a bed. And um, that's when they finally told me that it was, I guess, like a mockumentary. And that's when they told me to start playing along and being more aloof. Yeah. Oh, so they actually informed you that it was a mockumentary. Was there any time, though, when you first were introduced to Poppy and Georgie, did you think they were genuine? What was your initial um, perception of the two? Well, they kept them, well, in that part where I was setting up, they told me it was completely real. So, um, you know, at that point, I thought it was real and, yeah. you know, I didn't question it. But as we walked up um, to the room, that's when I when I realized when they started, it kind of seemed kind of incestuous, um, you know, <laughs> some of the comments they would make. So that's, that's how I started to notice. Okay. So you caught on pretty quickly then. Yeah, yeah, it was, I mean, it was pretty obvious because the room was so, so small. You know, here they are sharing a bed and, and Georgie and I had this moment where we were talking about me giving him a nice tight tuck into that bed. Yeah. And, um, then he broke character when I said that. Oh, so really? That's when they revealed it to me. So he broke character. So what was he actually like out of character? Hmm. Uh, well, it wasn't long. He just started laughing and then we had to reshoot it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got it. That's the the majority of it, that's how it basically was. You you know, you, you walk into the room, you mm-hmm. film it multiple times for each camera angle, and then you just start to, I would start to show them and describe uh, parts of the room, and then they would say a little something, and I would say a little something. And when the producer heard something that he liked, then um, he would tell us, like, to pick up from there, and then we would reshoot it. Um, with a focus on whatever that like specific moment was meant to be like. So was a lot of it for you then improvised? I mean, it would seem like it, like the bedtime story where there's things where they were saying like, hey, can you say it like this? Or did you just come up with everything that you were saying in those moments? The bedtime story was like the very last thing that we did after about, I would say maybe like an hour and a half. And that we just like, that was just on the fly. Yeah. Really? There you go. All right. Yeah, that, was, that was completely on the fly. We actually didn't reshoot that part at all. Yeah. <laughs> now, was there, was there any times and stuff, I guess, towards when you guys wrapped it all? Did you get um, an opportunity to sit down at all or have a bit of a chat with Ed and Amy? Not really. Um, we would chat in between setups. They would ask me, like, real questions about San Antonio, and I would tell them, and then they would ask me questions about the hotel. But um, it was pretty quick. I think they were probably filming more than just that that day. So they were basically like, as soon as we were done, they were gone. That makes sense. And off on the fly. I mean, it was a really quick, I know, BBC America, that they just try to get, it's a short episode series, and they were really trying to cram it all in and see what they were. But um, I think that's, have, has that enticed you, though, Chris? Do you see yourself, have you ever dabbled in Hollywood, shall we say, before? Yes, I have. I, well, I did two episodes of Dallas. I played a valet driver and then, you know, some stuff here and there. And also 
I am an up and coming drag queen in San Antonio, so I have that as well. Oh, all right. So you're pretty used to this whole world then, so it wouldn't be surprising at all. And it's like, ah, oh, cameras and what they're doing. That you're really tuned into it. Yeah, I'm especially with reality TV and mm-hmm. things of that nature, and all things British. So yeah, yeah, I was pretty into it. Now, what what draws you to the British when you say all things British? What's your what's your love for the British? It started with a Kylie Minogue obsession. No, hold it, Chris. Chris, we need to correct there. Do you know where Kylie yeah. Minogue's from? She's from Australia, but she's Thank an honorary you. Brit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I just wanted to clip. That's that's our budgie. That's our little, you know. But yeah, wow, you're her and Danny Minogue. both honorary Brit. Oh, fantastic! They're like our two icons of our country. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. Well, look, Chris, thank you very much for giving us... I mean, that's really interesting to fact yeah. that at the start, they weren't going to open up about the improv, but then, I mean, the mockumentary. But then, you know, I mean, hey, at the end of the day... Right, you got to get what you need. You're like, but really, these seriously, these people can't be real. I mean, how can <laughs> they... Do they really want to sleep together in this tiny bed? Like, something, something's not right here. Yeah, it doesn't even, yeah. like, some of it doesn't even seem like the whole royal thing. It's like, all right, this seems a little too off the view that Did you question that, playing. actually? When they said they're the royal, you know, they've got the royal heritage. Did you think, mm, that? That I didn't, because okay. with that type of hotel, you have those type of people. So that I didn't even really think of it at all. But yeah. once they started to speak, I, I knew. Okay. Well, certainly. And- I do wish they had, had gone a little further, though, with the hotel, because... That hotel, it's like you have a hotel, but then there are like 500 apartments. It's like a little community. And then you really? have like multiple restaurants and all these different like things they could have. If I had done like a full tour that they could have had fun with. But, you know. Well, that's actually we a really good point because we did bring that up last episode. I think the whole panel, we all agreed. They could have they could have played it up more with the hotel. Yeah. You know, something more, even more Texas. Like, we absolutely yeah. loved and the way that you worked with the two of them, but, yeah, we just kind of thought there could have been something more going on. That's interesting that you agree, too, on that point. But it is good to know that there are no suicides. That was a pretty important thing. <laughs> yes, no suicides, no deaths. <laughs> no one... safe place. Yes, you were very, you were very good at, at taking that comment, going, no, we're, we're new. And he's like, oh, you got plenty of time then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, Chris, thank you again so much for giving us a call over away from Texas. We really appreciate it. And viewers, I'm sure it's sort of opened up and, you know, answered a few questions about how this show is actually being filmed and run. We really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Excellent. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. Have a good day. Cheers. You too. Bye. That is really cool to hear, though, like that actual background, because that's something I've been wondering the whole time watching mm. the show is how much are the do the people know? Do they realize? And I know we, we talked about that last week, too. It's just yeah. that's always the question with these types of things is, OK, who's in on it and who isn't and how much do they know? So it's definitely some great background. Well, I find that interesting. I wonder if they've ever done it with any characters, though, or not characters, but any other people that they meet. Um, for instance, maybe Lily in New York or something, the barista in this episode where oh, yeah. they ne- they never they never drop the this is actually a mockumentary. As in, I mean, it was interesting. Chris is like it's because he broke character. But what happens if they were just able to stay really well and they never did? That'd be interesting. No, definitely. I mean, because mm. he said they didn't at first. You have to wonder, like, okay, well, which people know, and which people don't? Because I assume some people do and some people don't know. Yeah. 
But yeah, that barista moment was one of the fun ones in this All right, episode. on that note, let's yeah. get into it, guys. So we introduced, we, opening the episode, we see Poppy and Georgie in Grand Central Station. Love the little comments. It's like London, but with a ceiling. That was fantastic. Yeah, because of course, don't go outside yet. That, no. That's kind of what it would look like, which is pretty funny. I don't, you don't really think of that. It's New York, exactly. Right. Well, you think of all the buildings. Um, but we certainly met a couple of characters in this episode. Um, and our first one was Lily the Barista in Brooklyn, in Williamstown. What did you think? What was your take on Miss Hippie Greeny? Um, God, we yeah. saw, we saw some authenticity. No, it's if that one felt authentic to me, especially mm. like I, I liked her comment when they're like, well, are you hoping to get a job at Starbucks? And she was like, that's offensive. And, all the things she was getting really it seemed legitimately offended so that one seemed pretty real to me and yeah i enjoyed that interaction i thought it was this was one of the ones i thought was a little strange you do associate coffee with um with new york definitely but to me like it was something where i thought we'd see more like statue of liberty and things like that and i was like all right well barista could be anywhere and i think more seattle really with a barista a home of starbucks right and that's when you really see the starbucks terrible coffee exactly (laughs) sorry guys um I don't drink coffee, so I'm not offended. Yeah, there you go. Um, no, I agree with you. Look, I think all of our predictions, what we were hoping for, did you feel any of them really came through on this episode? It was a bit lackluster. I, I thought it was a bit lackluster. The yeah. only one that really came through was the um, was the fashion show mm-hmm. at the end. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it was like, all right, well, we're going to go interview people to be our assistants. And it's like, well, that, that has nothing to do with New York. I kind of wanted more New York moments. Yeah. Things in a New York minute. People that hustle, hassle. They did have a brief taxi moment, so that was nice to see that there. Yeah. But what did you think of the barista moment? Look, I thought, I agree with you, I thought Lily was genuine. And we, we've all met them, we all know them. They're yeah. not necessarily New York, but it is very strong, you know, especially once you cross that bridge um, into Brooklyn side. They're a little bit more environmental, you know, non-waste. And I like that. I, I like that she seemed genuine that she was getting really pissed off. Yeah, I love the throwing away of the spoon because it wasn't a silver spoon. And they're like, oh, we just throw it away. And she was just seems so offended by it. She's just like, waste, it's because of you, people. And Poppy's like, oh, I'm sorry. We're the problem of the world. We've- yeah, that moment was pretty fantastic. <laughs> we created it all. Now, um, then we move on to, um, and then we see... Was it? It wasn't. Um, oh god, I've had a, I've had an absolute. Oh, sorry, it's the Twitter. Right. Sorry, right. Guys. It was the social um, media it's moment. It's the social media go, and that's interesting because I assumed, and I'm glad that they filmed the process because I've been following, and hopefully, guys, make sure you follow both David and myself on Twitter and AfterBuzz, and we we post all of our downloads and all these videos up there. But I've been following Poppy and Georgie as their characters on Twitter. Right. And it was interesting to see where it was actually created during the whole filming process. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too because I checked out their Twitter pages and I was like, oh, so this is when they did their first one was when they were filming this uh, segment. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to see. And that's also where they did the photos for it as well, which is pretty cool. And something I was actually wondering in that moment was they had that whole selfie moment about what a selfie meant in London compared to here. Mm -hmm. And I I just know, like, not that selfies were a thing. When I studied abroad in London, I don't remember that ever being, like, a saying. 
Not that I really, really talk about that with my British friends. Like, oh man, I gotta go and jerk off. Let's gotta go do a right, selfie. Right, go do a selfie. Like, but that's something where I, I do wonder sometimes about those cultural differences. If like, because that one seems like something that people just know now, no matter where you are in the world. Yeah. But I mean, in general, some of those ones, I'm like, I when I lived there, I didn't pick up on that, so I have to wonder um, how legitimate that is, or if they're just doing it for comedy, just pretending to make some statements not what it really is because people just wouldn't know in america yeah look i think you touched on a really good point and it's one that one of our viewers um leon he's been fabulous so hi leon hey leon um thank you very much for your emails and your as you were saying your fascination about the language nuisances which really are and they're great it's as we talked about, and we, I think we can bring it up each episode, we speak, we both speak English, but right. there's certain words and certain things that we don't understand what the hell you're talking about. So in terms of selfie, I've heard it before in terms of, yes, it does refer to masturbation. Have you? Okay. In English, but it's not a common, because it was a long time, you know, it's, it's something that I've heard long you know ages years and years ago well before the whole term selfie with the smartphone right. came about so it's not common it's you wouldn't but yeah it has been you know oh yeah that's interesting that's, that's actually one i didn't know i mean the ones i think of are like snogging and things like that like to me that's like okay that's a very british term that we don't use in america but okay, like selfie wasn't one i knew about yeah yeah i think i know snogging because of harry potter that's where i learned most of my british vocab was reading that's- the british harry potter books which was again our viewer was questioning and that does bring up those questions right how do these is it the writers do you think or is it the actors that do more of the research in terms of american slang like i'd have to imagine versus british slang i mean are there books right. are there, how do people do this i mean i imagine like the writers definitely do but i think that the actors have to because this is an on-the-spot thing that they're doing and mm. You know, you hear that word and they just have to immediately be able to improvise with it and go with it and be like, oh, I'm going to make some sort of reference to this other meaning and not understand. And so the actors very much have to be, they have to know it, I would yep. think, I yep. would imagine. So, yeah, I, I'm assuming this was, goes on with this question as well, but I assume mm-hmm. that they have to have done research on it because that's one of those things that you have to look for when you're doing a show like this is where can we draw the humor? And then you do a bunch of research on like, okay, these are... Uh, cultural differences that we can utilize to make the show and draw humor in the show yeah i mean that would be a great point and unfortunately guys we haven't been able to um get poppy or georgie well ed and amy should i say to call in um i'm sure we'd love them as the characters it's just the at the moment the different time zones and that from it however that would be i find to myself and the viewers i'm sure they're very interested to know how much goes into playing a comedian like that, Barat style, research? Right. I mean, is it months and months preparation or is it literally, as you were saying, more improv? Just go with it? Yeah. Things come out? I, I mean, I'd have to imagine it's both because you really have to, to make a character believable, it's very much that, um, that when you, when you try to cr- act as someone by being someone, yeah. that type of situation. So I, I'd imagine first you do a whole lot of research and you try to actually, pretend to be that person from there but you yeah. have to otherwise you can't draw out those comparisons yeah so brilliant improvisers and researchers as well well on the improvise we then see georgie and poppy doing they improv. Go up turn and they go to improv so uh, i thought it was new york i think of that as anywhere really like mm. it's la like i'm from chicago where that's where it's... that's the home of improv and yeah i mean 
So, I say that I know LA is LA, but it's huge. Oh yeah, it's, it's really big in Chicago. in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. So to me, it's just like any city. I don't think of it as being a New York thing. Yeah. But what I did find interesting about this scene was thinking of from an acting perspective again, from their perspective of not only are they improvising, but they're improvising, improvising. It's like you're improvising. Impro, impro, impro. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like uh, Inception style improvising. But you're improvising as someone who can't improvise. So it's like mm-hmm. a double improvisational element there so I, I was just thinking like they got to be so quick in their heads to like think of like okay what can i do that's funny that's then in this character that i'm not but then how this character would react in this situation so it's like not only am i improvising but yeah it's just a whole lot of loops in there to make it work to keep playing out, i thought look i think the two of them i think all those improv actors that were in the troupe there working with georgie and poppy i think that gave them so much what an experience I mean, yeah. honestly, if you were an improv actor, wouldn't you just delight in the fact that you were having to work? And it was challenging because you're working with someone, as you said, who's already he's playing a character and doing improv activities with them. Right. And it just it made them, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm sure also like to them, I was thinking this has got to be their big moment. Like yeah. you're an improv actor and you get to be on TV and showcase what you do. So it's like they've got to be really on top of their game that night. They're like, this is the big one. Yeah. We got to make sure we don't mess up at all. But definitely, I was thinking that's got to be super exciting for them to be able to do that and really play off of it and have fun with it. Yeah. Which I thought, uh, overall, they, they they did a good job. I, I thought that was, it was a cute segment. But again, as you said, I kind of was hoping for something like Broadway. Yeah, me too. The Broadway sort of thing. I, and I thought they'd go, at least go to the street where Broadway, all the Broadway shows are. That there's a famous street there off, even if they went to off-off Broadway by yeah. accident as opposed to Broadway or just off-Broadway. Um, one of those things, I, I, to me, that would have been a more interesting take than improv because improv doesn't say New York to me. Broadway does, or yeah. off Broadway, or off off Broadway. Maybe they even accidentally end up in one of those theaters where they're doing like some really super modern show that's like really off off Broadway type of show, yeah. and they think that they've accidentally ended up there when they think it's a Broadway show, like something like that. To me, would have spoke more for this episode. Uh oh, BBC America, watch out! You have a budding writer. Comedian creator on our Writing this right here for you. (laughs) It's incredible. Look at you. He's just elaborating entire episode, guys. Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) And uh, look, well, what I thought it has to be the... It was one of the standout moments. was gorgeous, poppy. New York Fashion Week. The girl struts her stuff. Catwalk. It was... What I thought my favorite moment was when they did the panorama and they checked out the crowd. Yeah. Because that seemed really genuine. You got people in the crowd were just like laughing. They could get it. They thought it was fun. Other people, which you can see at New York Fashion Week, yeah. were like, this is appalling. This, Their faces were like, this is this is a joke. Why is this girl waving? What the hell? This is... Someone looks shocked. They did. It was fantastic. And yeah, from things I've seen from New York Fashion Week, it's just like, I, I love this segment. This was definitely my favorite yeah. segment in the episode. Because again, not only is it New York, but it seemed like genuine uh, reactions. And just to me, because I think the whole Fashion Week thing, to me, I find it kind of funny how serious people are in yeah. this moment. I just thought, for me, I thought it was hilarious the way they made fun of it and just had Poppy completely destroying it by doing the catwalk. And even when she's asking, like, well, how do you do a catwalk? I don't know. And the girl's like, uh, you, you do this. And it's like, you know, you walk. It's, yeah. But making it seem like this really complicated thing and that she just couldn't do. And it was just, it was great. I, I love that. And when she was just standing there and not walking back. 
and she's just like waving to everyone. George, you, you need to walk back, Poppy, walk back. And she's <laughs> like, oh, and the twig falls out, and she hums yeah. along. But it's interesting you say. I love how people get so you know focused and serious, but it's their profession. Oh no, like, it is. This it is. is massive. No, but I wonder if some people, and you can see that would take offence by that. Yeah. You know, just they're like, are you, you know, mocking my industry? My, I mean, if that was your... I know the clothes designer was in it and everything, but if they weren't or if someone was a real, you know, huge supporter, a big fan of that person's line of clothing... Right. And they do this, it's... Some people, I just know, that are very... No, more, more royal would take that as offence. They would be like... That's not funny, you know. No, I can see that, but yeah. I guess like I take things from a very lighthearted perspective. I mean, oh, you what need I, to look at the show we're doing. Yeah, the show it's, we're doing. Lighthearted fun. But like yeah. even the things that I do professionally, and to me, it's like, and I guess because I'm an entertainer, it's just like yeah. to me, it's like if someone does something joking to me, it's like just have fun with it. Like relax, you need to relax, have fun with it. And realize that for these Fashion Week things, it's like no one... I know you buy those designs, but a lot of times it's not even what it looks like on the runway either. So just, I don't know. People need to relax. And to me, that's what I found so funny in this moment. Yeah. And I just love when she just stood there too at the end of the runway. That was the best part to me. Beyond the waving, just standing there, just looking, not turning back. Well, you know, who knows? It might catch on. It could be a next trend. (laughs) We see next year's New York Fashion Week and some of the models are like, I'm going to embrace my time. You know, I'm not just going to walk up and down. Yeah. I'm going to stand here and, hey. You know what? Waving could show off the material more because maybe you have like a long sleeve and it shows off that sleeve. You don't, Dave, it's not just being onto, a walking clothesline. You are great of buzz tonight, aren't you? We're, we're making things happen. Wait. Don't steal these ideas because I need to sell them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> sell them off from me. <laughs> um, now, look, why don't we ha- jump straight into predictions? And now, your After Buzz TV. Now, I was looking at the list. So, guys, as you know, this is only seven episodes. Bam, we're already pumped half of it, over half, you know, whatever, yeah. out now. And I've noticed to see they're off to Detroit. Oh, great. Um, Next week. And I know they've got a couple of things that are planned and stuff, but... What about yourself? What would you like to see in next week's episode? Well, Detroit's all about cars, mm-hmm. so they got to have something where they're at a car mechanic or a car shop or checking out how cars are made. Yep. I think that's a must when you're in Detroit. And also just the fact that the city's really falling apart. It'd be interesting if they go into that perspective of it or they're just shocked at how what this city is. And they're like, I thought this was a famous American city, and they just can't believe what it looks like. Yeah. Nothing against our Detroit crowd, but I think that's a common trope on Detroit that they could play off of. I think, actually, that's a good point for viewers. Now, guys, I know there's, you know, this is what we're screen, um, streamed all around the world, and I would love to hear from, after the episode airs next week, guys, local Detroit people. Yeah. If you're a fan, if you're a viewer of Almost Royal, I would love to hear your comments because I've hosted other shows where they have done the characters or cast have been in Detroit. Sometimes it's a bit of a touchy subject how they, um, you know, reference or display Detroit. So I'd love to know what everyone who lives there in Detroit, how they think yeah. it actually comes across in the show. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, again, I mean, it's like I live in... Uh, to me, it's like take things lightly. I live in Los Angeles, but I'll make fun of it all day. Yeah, yeah. There's just so many things that you can make fun of. It's just like that doesn't mean that's who you are. It's just part of what the city's known as. So. yeah. Yeah, just have some fun with it. That's what I say. You know, but we all, we just had 4th of July, patriotism. It's all those sort of things, it's regardless true. of where you're from, especially if you're a, 
uh, implant in another country or non-native, you certainly take up your sense of where you're from and your heritage. And I think regardless, Poppy and Georgie are doing a fabulous job remaining in character as they trek across the country um, and certainly getting a bit of a feel of a taste of various points of America, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. And it's definitely been fun seeing their take on it. Yeah. Taking on America. And the different language, you know, MELF and all sorts of things that they brought up in this episode. So, guys, um, now where can we find you, David? You can find me on Twitter at the Dave Klein. That is K-L-E-I-N. And, guys, you can find me on Twitter at Host McGrath. That's M-C-G-R-A-T-H. And also on YouTube at Host Stephanie McGrath. We love to see you back next Sunday, same time, for another episode of Almost Royal. For all that, guys, enjoy your week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 